please, please tell no more. Don't be cruel. Hey guys, welcome to the Stronger Marriage Podcast today on Wednesday, November 11th. We're glad that you have joined us as we're talking today about not being cruel, but being faithful towards your spouse. Hey guys. We are glad you joined us. We're excited about today's podcast. Um, We enjoyed some time in Amarillo this past weekend with a bunch of couples. Did. It was a good workshop. It was. A lot of fun. We had a lot of good positive feedback. Um... We appreciate all the couples that came and hung out with us. It was a good, good day, and I think that uh, there were a lot of couples that were blessed. There were. Uh, you know, we have to do things a little bit different, and we, we probably did a lot less chatting and visiting and, and getting acquainted with couples than we usually try to do just due to COVID. We, we were trying to be mindful of social distancing and all of those kinds of things, but true. still a good workshop. That is true. We saw somebody post on social media uh, the following uh, note that made us feel good. It said, uh, as cliche as it may sound, we laughed and we cried while being blessed both with the workshop and homework that Trey and Lee had us do. Uh, if you're a married couple, uh, we beg you to work on your marriage uh, before you have to and to uh, make a workshop any chance you get. That made us feel good. We love hearing those kind of good feedbacks. Yep. Good feedback, good advice for every married couple. That is exactly right. And we are, at the end of our podcast today, going to make a pretty big announcement. Yeah, we're excited about a new project we're working on. Yes, and we can't wait to tell you. Maybe we can tell you a couple of them, but uh, um, we'll, we'll save that to the end of the podcast, and maybe you'll hang around for it. But we're excited about two things that we're going to share with you today. Um, let's kick things off on, this is, this is an interesting thing. It's really good on ways you might be acting unfaithful towards your spouse, ways you may be acting unfaithful towards your spouse. Don't be, don't be cruel to a heart that's uh, true is what Elvis was saying. (laughs) That's right. There you go. Uh, yeah. You know, if you're in a healthy relationship, having an, an affair is, is not even on your radar. Uh, you just think it's it's never going to happen. I'm not going to do that. Um, you love your spouse, and you'd never be unfaithful to him or her. Uh, but you might be unaware of of some ways that you actually are maybe being a little bit unfaithful. Um, that could be a slippery slope to bigger problems. Yeah, uh, just some ways that may come across as uh, that's really not healthy for your marriage. You don't need to be doing that. Exactly. And so. We've got a list of a few things, and we'll kick it right off. And the first one off the bat is flirting with someone other than your spouse. That is that is very dangerous. Um, you know, I mean, being friendly can be misconstrued as, as flirting. Some people just have a naturally very friendly attitude towards people. Um, and that can be taken wrong sometimes, and you have to be careful with that. But but we're talking about like actually going out of your way to flirt with a coworker or you know somebody you see on a regular basis. Somebody either whether you're just wanting to uh, have a little attention, maybe you call it having a little fun. Maybe you're uh, trying to get them get something from them. Maybe you're wanting a, a, a promotion. Maybe you're wanting out of a ticket. You know, whatever you want to say. Flirting with someone other than your spouse is uh, asking for big trouble, big trouble. And uh, we we actually had this conversation this week. Um, 
some somebody had put out some marriage advice on the internet, and they had said, uh, "Here's some ways to to spice up uh, your marriage if it's a little bit flat and dull right now." And I think the first four points they had were fantastic, um, and then the fifth point was flirt with someone other than your spouse. And I thought, "Wow, where did that come from?" <laughs> you know, and I I kind of I didn't want to sound like hey, I want to argue with you over this point, but I think, uh, I, think I made the comment that uh, basically don't call that uh, spicing up your relationship. No. Call it getting your relationship in huge amounts of troubles. In, That's not... In our marriage, that would wow. not spice anything up. That, that would just the fly. opposite. No, that's, yeah, that's yeah. you don't flirt with someone <laughs> other than your spouse, and you don't stop flirting with your spouse. Uh, flirting is healthy. Uh, but but flirting has a connotation of you. Some people may just call it. Oh, it's just having fun. It's got this little um, undercurrent or or just a little bit of uh, of intimacy involved in it. Something sexual involved in it. And and whatever it's uh, batting your eyes, flicking your hair, touching someone, uh, whatever it is. Uh, maybe words uh, that are just a little bit too flirty. It's just not healthy. It's not healthy. And and if somebody flirts with you, um, it should raise some red flags. You know, you should uh, def- definitely don't reciprocate uh, and maybe even, you know, kind of go out of your way to uh, avoid that person as much as possible. Um, Tell your spouse about yeah. it. Then your spouse doesn't have to get mad. Exactly. Nobody's looking to go, I'm going to beat this guy up for flirting, but, but it's always good to... Um, just make be them open. aware. Yeah, mm-hmm. make your spouse aware. I felt really uncomfortable. I've told my wife that before. There's, there, you know, sometimes we'll run across somebody, and I'll go, um, "That person makes me really uncomfortable. I, there's just something too friendly about them," and and I try to make my wife aware of that. That's mm-hmm. just a healthy thing to do. Mm-hmm. And there, and like I said, there are people that just do that with everyone. Uh, it's not a healthy way to behave, but uh, yeah, just. Be, be cautious. Yep. So what's the second way that someone might be acting unfaithful? Um, confiding in the opposite gender. Okay. Whether it's good news, bad news. I mean, you may just need a shoulder to cry on and you think, hey, they'll understand what I'm going through uh, and, I, and I'd like somebody to talk to. Um, if they are, are the opposite sex and not your spouse, then you're just asking for trouble. That is exactly right. We've talked about this a lot, so we won't go into great details about this, but uh, m- nearly every couple that we've worked with that have struggled with an affair, it has started by, I was just talking to someone, you know, a, a friend of ours of the opposite sex about some of the problems we're having. That, it's just a huge red flag. That is just a no-no. Um, by far the best shoulder that you can cry on is that of your spouse um, or a trusted relative, uh, minister, clergy, therapist, Christian counselor, uh, but, but not, um, you know, your, your wife's friend or your husband's friend or someone like that. You, you just, uh, yeah, you're asking for lots of trouble there. That's right. <clears throat> Spending a lot of time alone with someone else can possibly be a way of acting unfaithful. And this is, uh, this is kind of a touchy thing, and we've got some rules about this. You and I have always had some rules. I don't know if you call this the uh, Billy Graham rule. Uh, I know Vice President Pence has had a rule for a while that has just said, 
you know, he doesn't meet with women alone of the opposite sex. Um, there are a lot of people have their different opinions on this and that, and we kind of have always abided by that rule too. We've mm -hmm. tried really, really hard. Um, when one of us are doing some counseling, uh, we are never alone in a house or a building or somewhere else with someone of the opposite sex. Uh, if there's times where someone, a, a female has said, Trey, I need to talk to you about something, uh, I always invite my wife or at least invite her to go sit in, in wherever we're at just because it, it, we just do not need to be alone. That is just not a, a healthy thing to do. That's true. And so that's just kind of always been one of our rules and I like that yeah and a lot of people you know go into marriage uh, having friends of the opposite sex and and really think there's nothing wrong with keeping those relationships which which there isn't to an extent but going to lunch with you know just that friend without your spouse um, things like that that's that just raises some red flags and and we understand that this is tough for some folks for reasons that you may you may have a, a coworker that you have to work and doing a business project with. Um, just always make sure that you're very cautious about stuff. You know, mm -hmm. if I if someone sees me out to eat in another town where um, that knows me from my hometown and I'm eating with another woman, that just that's just not going to look great. It's They're going to go, "Who is this? And where is Lee?" Yes. Uh, or vice versa, and and that's just not a great great thing yeah if you if you do have to do those things uh, because of work on occasion then you make sure you're being extremely open with your spouse uh, and if it's you know if it's appropriate for your spouse to come along on that lunch or whatever it is then invite your spouse along um, that's right that, that's good I, this reminds me of a time that that you went uh, was it to Dallas I don't know uh, with a friend of mine a mutual friend of ours yeah. and um, and y'all were you know, you just so happened to be going. I needed a ride. We you bought a car. A ride. That was we it. bought a car. I needed it. a ride, and and she was she going. She was going, and so you went with her. I, I was perfectly fine with it. We talked about this. But your mother, in all yeah. of her wisdom, she's a wise woman. She didn't she, like that at all. When she, she found out about it, she she gave you a word or two. A tongue lashing. <laughs> yeah, don't you ride somewhere uh, with another woman? But uh, yeah, we, we try to abide by that. We're very cautious about those things. And, and on more than one occasion, um, we have, you know, I, we've had, uh, I've had people that have contacted me and said, I need to talk to you right now. Can you come to my house? And I told them I, I'll be happy to, but I won't come without my wife. And, and there was a young lady one time, I, I don't know what she was going through. She said, no, I just want you. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm not coming to your house mm -hmm. without my wife. Um, there have been times where, uh, I have been called at my office um, and, and asked if I could help somebody out at a hotel that was coming through our community. And uh, could you come out and bring some groceries or something like that? And I've always stopped and got, you know, another man or somebody else to go out with me to that hotel that I'm not just showing up alone. I just want to be cautious in everything that we do um, and, and want to come across as, as being completely faithful to my spouse. That's exactly that's, right. that's our goal. That's it. Yep. So uh, the next one that we want to talk about is uh, talking negatively about your about your husband or wife. That's that's true, and I think that a lot of people don't think of this as being unfaithful, but 
you know, you are to have your spouse's back and you are to be there to support your spouse. Now, we understand you may need to talk to a counselor, a minister. We've gone through these things and you may need to go, hey, I'm having trouble with my husband or mm -hmm. with my wife. And you may say, here's some issues we're having. That's one thing. But to go to your buddies as a, as a man or your girlfriends as a girl or my parents, if I am constantly going to my parents complaining about you, Man, they're not going to have the... You can't expect my parents to love you if all they hear is all the negative that I'm throwing out there to mm -hmm. them. That's true. I mean, you, you think about, you know, a best friend you had growing up, and, and you, you would never go to somebody else and talk bad about your best friend. Um, you know, if you did, you just... You really weren't probably that great of friends. Mm -hmm. uh, and the same is true with your spouse. Your spouse is your best friend. Why, why are you going to go around... Uh, talking negative about them to other people. Yeah, so be very, very cautious about that. It is not, yeah, you have your spouse's back. Don't you let anybody talk negative about them, and you don't go around talking negative either. There, we, we have folks sometimes contact us and go, I don't know why my parents don't love my spouse, and they've spent all their time complaining to their parents about their spouse. Mm -hmm. And we have a friend, we love her story. Her dad set her down one time and said, you're about to get married and I want you to know you are not to show back up at our house to talk bad about your new husband because he is now about to become our son. And we don't want you talking bad about our son. That's right. That's, it was, that was like, wow, that's good stuff. That's right. They, they, you know, they said that will diminish our respect for him and, and you know, all of these things. And, he, you know, he just said, you, if you have problems, y'all work it out amongst yourself. I, we don't want to hear about them. So uh, that was that was pretty... Pretty wise advice coming from a father to a daughter who was about to get married. Yeah, probably a great conversation to have with your kids when they start getting married. Tell us uh, another one on our list of things that we may be acting unfaithful. Well, um, chatting on the internet with someone of the opposite sex. Now, when you say chatting, I, I actually talk on the internet with people of the opposite <clears throat> sex. So how is this different than... What is chatting, I guess, is what we're trying to figure out here because there are times where people message me and they'll ask me a question or something along those lines. But chatting would be a form of what? Yeah, I think um, chatting in this sense that we're talking about is like actually having long conversations about, you know, details of your day. How are you doing? And, you know, maybe striking up a, a relationship with some, a past boyfriend or girlfriend, um, those kinds of things. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty dangerous. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's conversations you should be having with your spouse, like how was your day, what's going on in your world, how, is, how are you doing, how are you mm -hmm. feeling. When you start having those conversations with someone of the opposite sex uh, through Facebook Messenger, whatever it is, inter email, Instagram, any of those things, that's probably not a wise thing. Uh, it is one thing to comment on somebody's photo and go, hey, that's awesome or whatever it is. But to have long conversations with someone of the opposite sex is just, unless you're specifically um, answering some questions of something that they specifically need, that may That's be right. a different setting. Yeah. But, but just a chat session, yeah, yeah be it's, careful it's about it's that. playing with fire. Yep, you are playing with fire. And definitely, if that, something like that happened, uh, you, you let your spouse know. Yes. Always keep, you know, if you've got somebody that's, that's very chatty and wants to talk all the time, um, tell your spouse, uh, you know, maybe that's a sign that that's not a good thing. And I don't have time to chat. <laughs> that's what I, I get messages sometimes like, oh no, I don't want to chat. I don't uh -huh. have time today. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, 
another way is, uh, and this is kind of interesting, if you are dressing to attract the attention of someone other than your spouse, if, if you get up and uh, get dressed thinking, I wonder if, quote unquote, they will like this outfit, and you're not thinking of your spouse, that's probably a sign of something's not right. I, I heard a man one time say that he loved his job, he loved where he worked, but he went in one time and had to ask for a transfer to another department because he had built a friendship that he thought was just a friendship. He, he, you know, the old phrase of, hey, we're just friends, he built a friendship with someone that he worked with of the opposite sex, but he caught himself for the first time in 20 years putting on cologne in the mornings because she had made a comment that she liked the smell of cologne. And he said that was just, it hit him, mm -hmm. eye-opener that, who am I trying to impress here? Why am I trying to impress her? And I've started wearing cologne for a woman I work with and not for my wife. And that bothered him so much that he asked to be transferred to a different department to work to work elsewhere. Now, I will tell you, some people may laugh at that and go, man, that's ridiculous. I just want to say, that guy's my hero. Mm -hmm. He really is. Because he, that guy's a guy. He recognized the red flags. He, does, did, he did not just go, we're just friends. You know, you're I making can handle too big, this. Yeah, yeah, you're making too big a deal out of this. He recognized, I don't know where this is going, but I don't want it to go any further. Wise man. Yeah, that's exactly right. So another one is writing uh, personal notes or letters to someone else. Uh, maybe that can contain, you know, intimate uh, details or whatever. Can we can we call that text messages too? I, I think so. Yeah, Absolutely. I just think uh, yeah. whether you're handwriting notes, uh, and and you can write an encouragement note to somebody. But if, if I'm if I'm doing the same thing we were talking about chatting right. on the it's internet, this is the same thing as the chatting. Thing. Yes, if I'm texting someone of the opposite sex, going, "How was your day? What did you mm -hmm. do at work today? How are you feeling these days?" And uh, you know, if we're having long conversations about things of life that should be reserved for your spouse, then. Yeah, that's just not a great thing to do. Just just not a great thing to do. Uh, just make sure that your your messages are, are things of, I need to fill them in on this or whatever it is. Right. Uh, you know, telling somebody congratulations or uh, I hope you feel better if they're sick, you know, those kinds of things, uh, you know, that's great. But when they go start, you know, turning into long conversations. True. That can be... Uh, yeah. Give me, give me, let's go, let's go a couple of more. Okay. So, uh, let's see, not being a willing sexual partner with your spouse. So that, how would that be a sign of being unfaithful? And, and you could actually, you could tie this into anything, not just sex. You could tie it into communication. If I'm refusing to talk to my wife, um, if I'm refusing to whatever it is, mm -hmm. um, those are just signs, you know, if you are unwilling to be a sexual partner with your spouse, um, we're, we're not talking about a, a marriage that is going through some tough times and maybe there's been some unfaithfulness, maybe there's been an affair and you're trying to rebuild trust. We're not looking at that, but we're talking about, you know, if you're mad at your spouse and you're withholding sex to punish them uh, or if you've gone three days refusing to communicate with them, yeah, that's that's not right. Yeah, you're, you, that, you're just you're breaking not. your vows that you said you were going to love your spouse and meet their needs, and love is action. Yeah, you're not doing your part uh, in keeping your marriage strong and fulfilling when you're withholding anything. 
sure. your spouse. Sure. And and when we say uh, not being a willing sexual partner with your spouse, that doesn't mean you can't ever say, "Hey, hun, this is a bad time," or "Not now." Um, we often say right. in our workshops, try really hard when it comes to sex to say yes to sex more than you say no. Um, but that doesn't mean that there aren't times where you just go, hey, I really do have a headache tonight, you know, or this is just a bad time. But maybe instead of saying no, maybe the best thing you can say is not now. Mm-hmm. Later, tomorrow, tomorrow night, but right now it's kind of a bad time for me. I'm trying to get some stuff, whatever it is. Right. And, and, so, and make sure later does come at some point. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and don't just put them off 42 times with the idea of, you know, maybe they'll forget it after a while. Yeah. That's just, that's not health. That's not a healthy marriage. Not a healthy marriage. Um, another way you may be unfaithful to your spouse is putting your parents before your spouse. Mm-hmm. Your parents. I think you could even say uh, a best a best friend. Yes. You know, any, anybody you're putting above your spouse. Um, if you, you know, your spouse should be your number one person in your life, basically. Yep. Um, and if you have, you know, something wonderful that happens to you, a promotion, um, you know, you just found out you're having a baby, some, some really great news, uh, you may be, you know, some people are immediately tempted to call their parents and, and share that, but, but your spouse should be the first person you ever want to tell, you know, good news to. Yeah. Nobody's saying neglect your parents. No. Nobody's saying neglect your best friend. We're just saying that, uh, your spouse should be your best friend. And uh, putting your parents before your spouse isn't healthy. Uh, even, even in Genesis 2, it says, you should leave your mother and father and cleave, that's kind of an old translation, mm-hmm. uh, become one with your spouse. So it is about leaving your parents and becoming one with your spouse. Yeah. And so while we love our parents, uh, we also want... You gotta cut those apron strings. Cut them apron strings. <laughs> your, your spouse is your number one. That's exactly so, right. Uh, and this this next one spills over uh, into that. Um, putting your children before your spouse, and we we've talked about this before. A lot. We know this this raises uh, a bone of contention with some people that just really don't agree don't agree with this philosophy, but um, we think it's healthy. Yeah. Uh, put your put your. Marriage first, and it to will put bless your marriage your, first is healthy. If you if you put your marriage first, it'll bless your marriage and your children. Mm-hmm. If you put your children first, it will hurt your marriage. It will also hurt your children. You'll raise self centered kids if they just think the world revolves around them. That's right. That and, is not healthy. And we've said you know time and time again, if you don't nurture your marriage while the ki- while you're raising your kids, when the kids leave home, you're likely to have an empty marriage. That's a good point. So. Uh, that's the point we're trying to make. We're not. We're not ever saying neglect your children. True. We're just saying you nurture your marriage while you're raising your children. That's true. Good point. So let's talk about two things we're working on right now. Uh, I'll start with one um, that is just a brief. We're just going to plant a seed and tell you what we're trying to think about doing. We're looking at maybe the month of December. <laughs> we're trying to come up with some ideas and do a date night called the 12 Dates of Christmas, where you do something fun with your spouse for about 12 days. And these are simple things. These are not like you got to go out on a date and find a babysitter no. 12 days no. in a row. It's more like an activity, probably. Yep. Um, that You know, just something fun for the two of you to share together. Yeah. Uh, Watch so. social media. We will post this on 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter That's on right. the 12 dates of Christmas. Right. And we'll start somewhere somewhere we know early in the month of December. We're not going to do this right up until, until Christmas. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people have said, hey, we need some ideas of some things we can do at the house because of covid and quarantine and we're just having to stay in so much and and it's true it's it's just the way of life right now and so we will be mindful of that and try for most of these activities to be at home or you know not where you have to just be directly out in public yep. so it'll be fun watch for that yeah. okay second thing and this is a big one and and we're introducing this to you guys uh we hadn't put it on social media yet but we are finishing up a book for couples or for uh, a, a devotional book, a 31-day devotional book from the book of Proverbs called Wisdom in Your Marriage. That's right. And uh, it'll be available on Amazon, hopefully uh, 1st of December, so that, that uh, bless your, buy your marriage a Christmas gift this year. And uh, go through and you, there'll be a little, a little devotional uh, from one of the chapters. There's 31 chapters in Proverbs and they'll, they'll be... Uh, devotional from chapter one and then maybe a few little discussion questions you and your you can do or you and your spouse can do and they all center around marriage so uh, marriage and, and wisdom man yeah. proverbs is just full of wisdom good marriage so wisdom. full of wisdom and and like Trey said we did write this uh hoping that couples will do it together it was designed for couples to do together so that you can grow in your intimacy but if you read it without your spouse, it's going to bless your marriage. That's it's still exactly going to bless right. your marriage. Uh, you may not be able to do it in 31 days, 31 days in a row. Do it in 31 weeks, uh, whatever it is. But we just it's not long. It will not take no. you. You probably can do uh, the one one day in about uh, 10 minutes or less every day to start off your day with a little bit of time in in, in God's word and right. and praying about something specific and a challenge for your marriage. Yeah, you know we. Uh, we tell couples all the time in our workshops, especially to have a coffee time, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that doesn't always have to include coffee. But what we, we try to tell couples is to have 20 to 30 minutes every day where you're just talking and you're you're reconnecting and you're you're making sure you know what's on each other's calendars and, and those kinds of things. This would be that great time of day to to do something like this. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. We just we think it's a it's a fun a needed thing for marriage, and we're excited. We're excited about this new project. I am excited about it too. I am. Uh, we'll keep you updated and let you know more as it goes. Kind of, kind of where we are on all of that. Yeah, we're getting and... we're getting down to the very end. Just kind of the details of putting it all together, uh, the publishing aspect of it, uh, and since we do like to self publish, uh, it doesn't take quite as long. That's right. So, um, yeah be watching for that yep and it'll be on amazon is where we're going to put it and get that for christmas thank you all for joining us today hanging out with us see you next week